Well, Christianity and psychology are very often at odds and have been through much of their history. Are they? They are. Why? Because when you think psychology, you think Freud and other people that aren't believers, right? There's this whole science of like non-believers. I think that I could see how that might be a popular take. Right. I don't see it that way. <laughs> It's fine. That's why we're going to have the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. So the the question that we're asking here today is, should we get counseling or does every couple need counseling? Mm -hmm. And I think the case we're trying to make is yes and yes. Now, the question is, well, if do I need counseling even when we're not going through a crisis or not dealing with something really heavy? And I think the answer is yes. And so we have a a really compelling and we're going to try an experiment here over the Mm. next two months. I'll say. So this is the first of a four-part series on counseling, although our counseling experiment will go for two months. And we're just going to kind of crack the lid on that today while also answering this question. What is the place of counseling in the life of a Christian, in the life of Christian marriage? And I think you might be a little surprised. So, uh, yeah, stick around. Uh, We'll see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. We've often wondered if counseling is something that we should do. And I think we're finally to that place where we're going to give it a shot. Well, and I think answering that question more accurately means we have to kind of define counseling, define what it, because there's, the counselors are doctors, a lot of them, and so is it just like going to somebody with a broken leg? It doesn't really matter what doctor you see, they're going to fix you either way, right? Yeah. Or is there obviously a weight on some of the, like, biblical counseling versus just a counselor? So talking about, defining counseling, what that means, and also talking about need, right? We Our phrasing is, should we get counseling even if we don't need it? Yeah. How do you define need? I mean, do you, what's the value? So we're going to kind of dive into some of those questions soon. But mm. yeah, um, well, I mean, I want to speak to that just a little bit. I know we're going to dive into it more, but we've often like we will be in a, a spat where we're having a hard time communicating, or you, you're dealing with some family stuff, or I'm dealing with some family stu- family stuff, and it and comes out. We'll often be with like, let's other. just go get counseling, and it ends up being kind of this like feels like a last ditch sort of effort. And I think we're in a place right now where we're saying. There's a lot about ourselves we don't know yet, and that's where I think right. And I think those reoccurring themes of of a continued spat or a continued block in communication around whatever that may be yeah. is often just kind of the the birth pains around what's actually happening underneath that we may not know about because we're just we haven't spent that much time and yeah research in that, and well, we're not counselors. And there are parts to ourselves that are obscured and only people who know we their are way complex around. yes yeah. we are complex human beings made in the image of god um so i yeah so, so here's something here's the the disclaimer here we are doing something very abnormal for our podcast it's very abnormal and actually we um it just was such a perfect alignment with what we were trying what we were already already feeling led to do because that we decided that, to go forward with this yes there's um so we actually are these next four episodes are in partnership with a strategic partner. It's faithfulcounseling.com. And basically, it's an online counseling service. And they approached us and said, hey, we want to do a, an ad thing. And 
we I just said straight up I was nice of course and I was like <laughs> we don't usually do ads it's, that's we have Patreon and then we do that instead and but I said but we really are looking for this because we're wanting to connect our listeners with a way to get counseling especially in light of COVID nineteen and everything and it's hard to get in person stuff. But we're not looking for just a transaction. We're looking for somebody to partner with. And so we went back and forth for actually a year. Well, I was going to say, it's been a while. Because <laughs> they approached us a year ago and didn't work it out. And then they approached us again a couple months ago. Anyway, so we landed and I basically raised the bar really high. And they, they met us there. And they're like, yeah, we want to do this partnership. It's not just going to be reading off a script, but you're going to be actually talking about this sub- substantively. Is that a word? With substance. substance. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll point you to this resource. So anyway, just that's the disclaimer. We hope that it helps you. That's our heart. We're actually doing this. We started talking about a experiment. We're actually going to be doing, we're going through this. Selena, you signed up today um, for this service. And we're going to actually get a... Uh, Ryan and I are going to do Well, you signed counseling. It's your account, but we're going to do it together. Yes. We're going to do counseling with Faithful yeah. Counseling. And I, I, we have a lot of, st- honestly, as we're thinking about it, we have a lot of stuff that I want to bring up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm kidding. We're no. not, we don't mean to laugh because counseling is, I think, a good, a good tool, but. We only laugh because we're nervous. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> nervous laughter. <laughs> we're just, yeah. we're actually acknowledging a lot, but. Yeah. What is this with, guy or girl going to reveal about me that I don't want them to reveal? <laughs> I've been working hard to hide all the, th- the um, bad sir, things. You're very insecure. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Liar. What do you know anyway? <laughs> you got to have the comic Peace. relief here <laughs> <laughs> you know, it can get real deep and dark real uh, fast yes. sometimes. So keep it, yeah, um, keep it light. with anything that we put out there, use discernment. Scripture should be the voice that is in mm. our hearts and yep. the Holy Spirit leading us. Romans 12, two reminds us, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind um, mm. so that you can, by testing, you can discern what is the will of God. Hebrews 4, 12 tells hold us. Hold on, hold on. What? Being conformed to the world and instead of do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Uh, if we subscribe strictly to a humanistic uh, view of the world, meaning that the human mind and psyche is the way to truth, is the way to greater, uh, I guess, enlightenment. That's humanism, as opposed to biblical uh, authority. Yeah. Worldviews here. That's being conformed to the world. So if we go into something even like counseling, like we're talking about, right. without scripture as our anchor, as our starting point, as our as the gospel being our finishing point. Then, uh, then we we will miss we will miss it absolutely. And so yeah, I wanted to blow that out. A I bit. just yeah, and I wanted to put some scripture here because I think it really can. When we go to scripture, it really can help align us in terms of mm. what we need to be thinking and hearing in terms of getting counsel, having discernment when we're getting counsel. Huh. For you know Hebrews four twelve, the word is living and active. Um, it can mm. discern the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Ephesians five. Uh, there's a lot in Ephesians 5, but 6 through 11, like, don't let anyone deceive you with empty words. Um, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light and try to discern wow. what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in unfruitful works. So, again, a big call to discernment here. You said walk as children of the light. It says in parentheses in verse 9 of Ephesians 5, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. Mm. Where do we find what's good and right and true? We find it in Scripture. Mm -hmm. We find it in the person and work of Christ as revealed in Scripture. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he is the Word of God incarnate. We have the Word of God in Scripture, which is the canon, the Bible, as we see. And there's a lot of reasons why it is what it is. But the point that we're trying to make is we have to be rooted in Scripture mm. 
And then these endeavors are even better to, to, to self-exploration, to self-knowledge, to understanding your spouse, all in light of scripture, I think is what, that's the structure that we need. Yeah, knowing ourselves. The foundation we need. Yeah, in light of the gospel. We're not knowing ourselves just to know ourselves and to try to like make ourselves better because mm-hmm. we know ourselves, but knowing that God created us a certain way and there's a bigger purpose and picture of sanctification, redemption, and opportunities to grow because of God's grace and to grow with each other and because we're in this covenant of marriage. So I just want to be clear that we are not mm. trying to just know ourselves to know ourselves because yeah. there's no, there's just, that's just a dead end. So we're processing listener if, as you're, hopefully this is getting you into kind of our mindset as we're talking about this stuff. We don't mean to just babble on and on and on, but rather we want to make it, uh, make it clear where we're coming from. Is that, I'm not babbling. Are you babbling? I'm, I'm, well, I'm you nervous. Like all right. Babbling. I'm nervous. <laughs> just leave me alone. You can just take it from so, here. <laughs> Again, the this top, is how it's going to be. The topic today, yeah. should we get counseling, even if we don't really think we need it? Um, and again, to answer, to begin to even answer this question, we got to define a few terms and acknowledge that psychology and biblical counseling, they, they have tension. They still have tension even today. Um, so we kind of need to discuss and understand that just briefly um, because we, that kind of deciding whether or not you want to get counseling depends on your beliefs around counseling or who's informed those beliefs, right? Like psychology... Uh, there, there are Christian counselors who use certain techniques found in psychological theories while still giving biblical counsel. Um, the key is, again, discernment here and, and evaluating mm. the psychological theory against the truth of the Bible yeah. to determine what can be helpful or what is clearly opposed to God, right? So when you hear us talk about Christian counseling, we mean a counselor who believes in the Bible and mm. is a, that it, the Bible is authoritative and complete. Hold on, hold on. Authoritative and complete. Right. It's not a supplemental... Hey, this is a good scripture for you. Jump off. Go. Oh, so glad you said that. <laughs> uh, when we use the word authoritative, it's important. Okay. You can hear it in something like this and say, yeah, 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 yeah. Bi- the Bible's authoritative. I get it. No. Okay. It is the thing that governs how we see the world. Mm-hmm. That's what we mean by authority. Meaning that it's not just a subtext. It's Bibli- not just a footnote yes. in some psychological idea because that's humanistic. Again, we're yes. rooting authority in us. Okay, right. we don't do that. We look at God's word as something revealed by God Himself. Right. Therefore, it holds all authority, and it's it's unquestioned in yes. that sense. So we're talking about a biblical worldview yes. versus a humanistic worldview. Humanistic puts us at the center. Biblical puts God and the Bible at the center. Yes. We filter everything through Him and through His words. Yes. So I, I want to make note here before we go on about a common grace. Okay. Yes. Because people will sometimes view uh, stuff like this, and they we we hyper spiritualize things. I I used to do that, and you. This is how you explained common grace to me, and I was like, oh, this brings a lot of clarity and freedom right. around. So think about it like this. Okay, if you're whether you're a Christian or not, whether you subscribe to the Christian worldview or not, you can go right now, assuming you live in a place that has this sort of thing, and get a delicious steak, and it will be really good. It'll taste good to you. Okay, or you can. Even on an even more common level, you could just inhale right now and have a breath of fresh air. Hmm. And you know what? That air is going to replenish your body. It's going to go into your lungs and it's going to go into your bloodstream and your body's going to benefit from it. That's common grace. All right. Regardless of whether or not you obey God, listen to God, subscribe to his authority, call Jesus savior. There are good things in this world that you can experience. Hmm. I think psychology, science, medicine is all within that. Hmm. The thing is with common grace is that when we attribute common grace to the, to the, 
to the um, to the source of the grace, which is God, the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, mm-hmm. it becomes better. It's right. amplified. Now this steak and this meal or this medicine is not just a means to an end. It is a means to glorifying God. Mm-hmm. That when I have this meal, it's amazing because, yes, my wife made it. God provided it for us or whoever made it made it. <laughs> and I'm enjoying it. Because God has allowed it to be mm. so. Okay, so psychology is very similar in that there are good things to be discovered about the most complex of God's organisms, right? The human being, the mind of a mm. human being, something God created. We can get in there. We can learn about it. We can take medicine all by the grace of God. We're not we're not trying to hyper-spiritualize it, but we're also not trying to get so far on the other end. Where, right. Well, and I, yeah, I want to be careful about, you know medicine and all that again of course the theme of discernment here the yes. theme of a believer um the bible is it's pro- it's self-proclaiming to be sufficient for everything we need right and counseling is no exception yep. in terms of of that we have second peter one hebrews four again second timothy talking about how the bible is authoritative well, I'm going to read this passage from Second Peter 1 because yeah. it's uh, his divine power is granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us as his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. So you're telling me that God hasn't given us all things if we're using psychology now? Is that is that <laughs> I'm I'm pushing you're back. You're being facetious. Yes, no, I'm we pushing have, back. You're pushing yeah. back. Yeah, we have to say these things and make sure we're very clear because we've been misunderstood in the past about jokes that have not <laughs> gone over well. <laughs> People didn't know we were joking. So, um, so yes, when you we, hear that, we have all things we need for life and godliness. Psychology, I think, is outside can, can be um, subservient to scripture. But it can also bolster the truths that are already kind of embedded Absolutely. in the fabric of how God has I made us. I feel like it's like anything, right? You can use a baseball bat to hit a baseball mm. or you can use it to destroy a car or something, right? Like it's, wow. if yeah. it's great analogy, if it's made in God's image and we understand like its purpose, then we'll use it for the right purpose and we'll discern and walk in it. Um, but then what about the Holy Spirit as our counselor, right? There's a quick question mm, about question. that in the origins. And what, yeah, the, one of the titles of the Holy Spirit is, is comforter, counselor, and advocate. We see this in Isaiah hmm. 11, John 14, 15, and 16. Um, all these, all the, all three of those words are translations of the Greek parakletos. Parakletos. Parakletos, uh, from which we get paraklete, another name for the whole, for the spirit. Wow. I didn't um, know that. This, yeah. is, this is from gotquestions.org, by the way, which yes. they're awesome if you want to read this article. Um, there, but. So when Jesus went away, his disciples were, you know, sad because they were losing his comforting presence. But he promised to send the Holy Spirit to comfort and console them and to guide those who belong mm. to Christ. The Spirit also, quote unquote, bears witness with our spirits that we belong to him and thereby assures us of salvation. So paraclete, mm. that means to have, it means to bring to bring to the other side or to be one to have the holy spirit as our paraclete is to have god himself indwelling us as believers which is so powerful and the spirit teaches, i'm reading one thing the spirit so teaches good. us the word and guides us into truth he hmm. reminds us of what jesus has taught uh so that we can depend on him his word in the difficult times of life the spirit works to give us his peace his love and his joy all of these things sorry with counseling and discernment, making the most of Christ is what this is saying. So I feel like the Holy Spirit helps us, right? He's our helper 
to if we're hearing a message from a counselor and it is not making much of Christ, we can ask them, well, I don't know if this is lining with, up with this and maybe they can walk us through that process. But in our beings, we need to be able to discern, is this making much of Christ or is this making much of myself or what's this context here? And is this making much of um, the the word, right? Is it is yeah. it coming under scripture and authoritative in that? I think those are the two. I'm always a little leery of counseling, you know, because I'm just like, this guy doesn't really know me. So how's he really going to speak into my life? You know, those kinds of huh, yeah. questions that can circle around. And, and sometimes you won't be able to discern on the surface if if uh, they, they're they starting from the same baseline. Right. Because you have a counselor who say, yeah, I'm a Christian counselor, but you get in there and they realize they think very low of God's word. Right. And they think it's like a supplemental thing. It's a supplemental reading right. to whatever they're actually trying to tell you. Right. And so you, you won't know that a lot of times because they'll say, yeah, the, the Bible's great and I'm a Christian. But you get into there and you realize, oh, wait, you, we haven't even talked about mm. what scripture says about this. Or we haven't mm. even, clearly you're just, you haven't even mentioned scripture so you have to discern. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I do want to say, you know, biblical counseling is not meant to replace the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Ideally, biblical counseling would affirm the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and our marriage. Mm. So devil's advocate here. Sure. Um, I'm in a, uh, I'm, I'm speaking hypothetically just for people who need it extra clear. All right. That's great. <laughs> I'm in a marriage and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a loveless marriage. I'm going to say. I feel like my wife has completely gone cold to me. Uh-huh. I'm depressed. I've struggled with anxiety my whole life. And so you're telling me that the fact that I'm still struggling with anxiety means that the Holy Spirit is not in me. He's not, I'm not trusting him. Is that what you're telling me? You can answer him with me. <laughs> <laughs> this hypothetical person can, no, no, he's in the fact that I still cry myself to sleep at night because my wife hates my guts and I'm, I'm right. You're being gratuitous to yes to so, show a point of there's a lot of deep hurt inflicted on spouses. So and this is a really hard thing to talk through because you have a lot of married people who feel this way. Yes, and I don't want to dismiss their pain. I think there are we have to be very clear to define what healing is, what joy is, what the purpose of life is Mm. okay so if i'm in a loveless marriage absolutely we need to work on getting fixing that horrible situation that's saying you you want to make it right you want to make it right in the in the you want to make it ideal Mm -hmm. you may not be able to do that and so where does the holy spirit come in there can i still have deep peace can i still have deep hope can i still have joy somehow right because I, i would i would my yes. answer wants to be yes. It is. Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit is at work in us, he can produce fruit in our lives. He can. What, what are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Right. These are not things I produce simply on my own, but it is an outworking. It is an acknowledgement of paraclete, of the Holy Spirit, God himself okay, in me. So I want to give an example. Okay. I want to give an example because we, uh, we have friends who have been through this and they've been through... A unfaithful so a wife was they were they were husband and wife together the husband went off and and had an affair and then he said all right i'm done with this marriage get a divorce went off lived his entire life she was of course devastated sad broken but she held on okay i'm not saying it always ends this way but she held on for over a decade 20 years wasn't it it was 10 years 10 years okay Doesn't it was matter. a long, long time felt like 20 years so, yeah and in that time she'll tell you she still had this deep sense of uh 
God's not done yet. Love, like this joy, is, yeah. peace, patience. And she was bearing kindness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. She had all this fruit of the Holy Spirit and dwelling here. So love and joy, we, we gloss over those. Mm. Love and joy in, in the, the midst of, in the midst of a marriage that had been shattered by infidelity, by injustice. Yes. And so, I, I mean, I'm thinking of another couple. We had them on here. It was out of the dust, right? Mm-hmm. He completely turned his back on God, left. They got a divorce. Uh and then ended up, God ended up rescuing him out of that. And all the whole while she is like, she's like, what is happening? My life is upset. What is, she couldn't even hardly understand what was happening. It all happened so fast mm-hmm. a year. And she held on to that. The spirit was still there giving her hope and peace right. in that. So, well, and I just, to read this uh, little quote here is that the Holy spirit comforts our hearts and minds in a troubled world. The power of the indwelling paraclete gives us the ability to live by the spirit and not gratify the desires of the sinful flesh, which is in Galatians 5. The Spirit can then produce his fruit in our lives to Mm. the glory of God. What a blessing, this says, to have a Holy Spirit, to have the Holy Spirit in our lives as our paraclete, our comforter, our encourager, our counselor, and our advocate. Mm. We're not saying that it's going to be easy to live in a loveless marriage and that it's it's ideal, obviously, right? But yeah, it's not ideal. What you're saying, you're not but saying the it's opportunity yeah. for the Holy Spirit to produce fruit in you is great. There is an abundance to be had there. Yeah. And again, biblical counseling is not to replace the presence of the Holy Spirit. Ideally, mm-hmm. a counselor would be affirming the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart and in your marriage. So you're right now presupposing that the truth that the, the reason why we exist as people is to be made holy is to be conformed to the image of Christ it the, the reason we exist is not to not for our own happiness live this life the happiest way possible right that's a hard hard that's truth hard when truth. things are not going well and so i don't want to gloss over that and so we don't mean to do that listener we're just saying that if we say that our purpose is to glorify god and to enjoy him forever and to, and to glorify him forever if that is our if that is our purpose then we can find let all it these, be in then, suffering. Let, let it, it be, be in Paul. That's why Paul said to live is gain and to die is Christ. Well, and he even talks about, so I was listening to a podcast uh, with Jenny Ellen had um, Matt Chandler on there and they were talking about some end time stuff, but talking about, I think it was Paul who wrote about momentary affliction, calling this life momentary affliction. Mm. And he's like, Paul, by all means, like he has greater purpose to say, like he was in prison, he was in shipwrecks, he was tortured, he was held like right. he was not he didn't he live was, an unafflicted life. What yeah. we wouldn't we can't imagine that in the first world country, westernized, whatever we live in. We can't imagine and he calls the things that he saw in Revelation was it Paul wrote? No. Uh, no, it was John, John who wrote Sorry. Revelation. But. Um well the Paul said light and momentary affliction. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, he called this life momentary affliction, which is ironic because he was the one walking in more affliction than I think any of us have ever experienced in our lives mm-hmm. right now. We have not been shipwrecked. We've not been, most of us I can think and say cannot have, have not been imprisoned for the gospel. Right. Mm-hmm. So, the, um, yeah. So the point being that when we have that view of mm-hmm. this life, the Holy spirit, then we see the fruit of the Holy spirit mm-hmm. and the Holy spirit would then compel us to see things th- through that lens. Right. Now, we obviously, we hold on to hope, and we hope that we can see reconciliation because that is biblical, life, and that's good yes. in this life. We hope that we can see healing. We hope that we can, you know, we hope we can get to the other side of it. Yes. Counseling is oftentimes a way mm-hmm. to help get to the other side of it when it's rooted in the Scripture. The Absolutely. Way so, I, yeah, I think 
we'll just go into this next point real quick. Discuss talking about the word need, right? Do we think we need counseling? I think mm-hmm. I'd reword this as what's the value of counseling? Because often, for, at least for me, I won't engage in something or, you know, put money out or whatever because I don't really see the value in it or we don't <laughs> think we need it until we're in crisis mode, right? It's like, Oh, I don't need a generator until the power goes out. Oh, now I need a generator. Maybe that's a bit bad example. <laughs> but having one on hand, right, right. is not I'll a bad it. idea. But also, like, do we need to have it on hand? Just those questions of hmm. what's the value of this? I mean, maybe you haven't experienced a, a, crisis, a major crisis in your marriage, that being infidelity or uh, any sort of addiction or a major mental health issue. Hmm. But if you were asked, you could probably name a few areas of concern, right? Like, you guys don't communicate well. Maybe sex and intimacy is difficult or you're struggling with finances and that's bearing a ton of weight on your marriage. Um, right. And again, oftentimes there's just that those emotional, external sort of tensions that come to the surface, but they really are just, it, they're just symptoms of the soul issues that need biblical, biblical counseling, which I do want to say, um, hmm. just I don't think I said this, but the difference, having a biblical counselor versus just a counselor um, Biblical counselor understands that these are soul deep issues. These are not just a human issue. And so mm. getting help from a biblical counselor will get us the, I feel like the rooted deep help that we need, not just good advice, mm. not just a band aid, but an actual cast to help a broken bone, right? Yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about, um, I mean, I, I just want to use a really tangible example from our own lives. Okay. Mm-hmm. So some areas that we feel like, we want to explore mm-hmm. as we head into this experiment and who knows this experiment could last for two years if as we see how if it if it yeah. bears fruit yeah but we think of your family of origin i think of my family of origin i think we just family of origin in general yeah without throwing our parents under the bus they were like the grace I god's think... grace is thick and all that my parents were great but there's some stuff that i'm realizing from and it remember it took me months just to, to like hash through some of that stuff. Yeah, and we don't. And I feel, I still don't feel like still, it's, we're on the other side of it because <laughs> well, I'm still you know, again, it. we may not ever be on the other side of it. I think that we are we, when you're dealing in a world that is broken by sin, we're constantly going to be faced with brokenness. Hmm. We're hemmed in at all sides, right, with sin, and so we can't expect to have a problem-free marriage if we both have come from parents, right? <laughs> or we have siblings, right? Or whatever your family of origin story, it's going to play a role in your marriage, whether you're a year into right. your marriage and you're like, wait, life is great. Or 20 years in saying, yep, these are all the things they did wrong or something. I mean, and we're not yeah. here saying that. I'm just, I'm jokingly laughing about that because I think we can all look back and say, we feel like our parents made mistakes. Well, yeah, they're human and they're yeah. broken by sin also. Were you just raised like, by sinners? Just like us. Okay, yeah, there's probably issues there. <laughs> right. And yeah, so I think the point I'm trying to make is that there are areas of our marriage. Okay, so again, to go back to us, your your dad left your mom when you, when you were about, what, eight years old? Mm-hmm. That still affects you to this day. Yeah. Um, because you you didn't grow up with a dad in the house, and you didn't have that example. You well, didn't have that was kind heavy, of love. There's more weight and different roles placed on my mom because of the, right. the absence. Yeah, and so we see that which come took up. away from us and her ability to right. be a mother in certain in different ways. She still was a great mom. Yes, provided all the things, but she just by necessary, just by necessity, she couldn't do all the things that a mom can do when a father's around. Right. 
because you're having to fill other roles and, and so you inevitably have to give up certain other areas. So the point I'm trying to make is we are still dealing with that. And so a counselor, and we've talked about this for a year, me and you, and you've talked about, Hey, should, I need to go hash through some of this stuff, not to just start scraping, like scratching at the, at the scar to see if it bleeds or to just pick at the wound. Ugh, that just Sorry. like grosses me out. <laughs> that imagery. I'm just like, Oh, uh, but we're not just trying to stir things up to stir things up, but to see if there's something there that we can work through for the health of our marriage, for the health of our family. Like yeah. how, you can think as a mom, how can I love our daughters well? And not having seen this version of motherhood in your own home growing up right? because we're together. And, and so you can find that maybe you're a little more cold than you want to be toward the, toward the girls. And maybe there's some, let's talk about you for a little bit. Reason for that. <laughs> Even though I feel like you're really warm. What are, warm. Your, what are like, your problems? By the way, Selena's a great mom. I feel <laughs> like <laughs> moving on. <laughs> well, for one, okay. Again, so... we're laughing because we're just nervous and insecure. Don't take this as like, haha, they're laughing at people's problems. Yes. Like this I think is... people know us. Well, so, <laughs> So my some reviews would say otherwise. One of my um, <laughs> one of my things lately I've been trying to be aware of is how I get when there's stuff to be done around the house, <laughs> and I can get used to be worse when before we had kids when we were first married. I would be so impatient around any sort of project if I'm putting like a bed together or fixing the gutters or whatever. There was no joy in it. No joy. It was just I was always mad, and and I come <laughs> to realize that it reflected a lot of how my I experienced my dad doing that stuff as a kid and I realized I don't have to do that I don't have to be that way I can be happy toward my wife even though this project is irritating me to no end or can, I, there can be joy in tasks but he's exactly, he's on that journey of discovery I'm on the other side of that journey thank you very much well. I've discovered it all <laughs> no and so for instance I was working in our backyard uh cutting the hedge mm-hmm and it's this massive hedge. We live on this hill. It's and a it, giant hedge. It's giant. It might as well just be a thing of trees. Like, <laughs> And I got to thinking, I'm trying to think through a biblical lens, thinking God has, in a sense, called us to kind of work our land, quote unquote, to steward that which he's entrusted into our care. I'm not trying to be a literalist <laughs> in that sense, but I see the theme. Right. And so I'm like, this is a joy to be able to mm. work and to cultivate this land and to steward it to the glory of God mm. for the good of our family. And I can be happy in this, even when it's hard. I can be happy because it's hard, mm. knowing that I'm toiling to the glory of God. I'm toiling because of original sin, and it's a horrible thing. But Wait, original he's given, sin affects the growth of hedges? <laughs> he's giving us, <laughs> yes, yes, it does. He's giving us joy. He's giving me joy in that by his grace. Mm. And so... I, that's one of the things I'm working through. My dad was notorious for having a list. Like there was no fun to be had until a list was done. He dad, would say if you're that today. I love you. No, he would say that today. He'd proclaim that for sure. Yeah, and so like he would go to work in summers, right? All summer long, he would go to work, and then he'd leave a list, and it was like, <laughs> do the list, or you're in big trouble when you get home. And like, there could be anything on the list, like paint the house or something. <laughs> and I just remember being so resentful of that, so I had to work through that. <laughs> And what what were dad, the actual but... tasks though? Because I ma- imagine in a, in the little mind of child little <laughs> child Ryan doing one task is probably like our seven year old Della who's just like oh I feel like we're always doing chores. I'm like hey cool I asked you to do one thing. <laughs> no, it would be it would be at least two to four hours of work around the house on average. Was that because you diddled around, or is that because <laughs> no comment? <laughs> Because I know Della, if I don't keep her on task, something... <laughs> Diddling's not even a word, so I'm going to pretend <laughs> I can even say that. How dare you? How dare you? You don't know me. 
How dare you? Uh, okay, <laughs> enough of that. Experiment over. Uh, experiment <laughs> over. No, I I hate to call it an experiment because we honestly, I feel like things, the Lord has just aligned a bunch of mm-hmm. opportunities, I think, for us to yeah. talk openly and learn how to even vocalize and communicate mm. with wisdom and with patience and with love. Um, mm. Areas that are hard for our hearts are difficult and they don't feel good to talk about, mm. but we are going to face those and not be afraid because the Lord has not called us to be afraid. We are not, he says, do not fear. I'm not giving you a spirit of fear, but of yeah. love, power, and a sound mind. So, so I think when we address need, uh, it's better to flip, like you said, what is the value of counseling? So to put it tangibly, we, these three values, at least three values that we see is there's an investment in your marriage and in your own mental health that will bear fruit for years, possibly even into generations, mm. right? So that's the first one. Uh, the second one is it brings a third party who is knowledgeable and experienced and who can see the issues objectively yeah. and ideally lead you in understanding these issues at the soul level. Right. So I, we have a good friend, Drew, who's a counselor, actually Drew and Leanne are both counselors. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking over this a few weeks back on the phone and he was like, yeah, rule number one of counseling is you don't prescribe like things for them to do to Which fix it. Instead, I've... your whole goal is to hold a mirror up and a- ask questions and get them to kind of come around to that. Which is so awesome because I think even as friends, like we, as in friendships, we don't do this well. Um, with Christian friends and even in discipleship, like we can fit, we can fall so short of trying to help, but just damaging even more sometimes. Mm. And again, where I think counselors come in with tools, with knowledge, with experience, with clarity, I, it's invaluable. I mean, how can you, yeah, how ask can questions. we not? Yeah. And, and yeah. it's not just, again, like prescribing, telling you, you should do this. You're acting like this. Although sometimes I'm like, can somebody just tell me what to do? Because I feel like I don't know anything right now, mm. especially when it comes to parenting and just all the things. But someone who can say, look at this from this perspective. What do you see? And ask the questions that are good. You, mm-hmm. We don't even ask good questions sometimes, I feel like, as just yeah. brothers and sisters in Christ. We struggle with that. And and. With a counselor, again, biblical counselor sitting there in front of you, they have the tools to ask you questions in light of mm. the Bible, in light of everything everything our worldview gives us in terms of the nature of God, the nature of man. I am sinful, I am, and I, need, and I don't see myself correctly. I, do, yes. I need help to see myself correctly yes. because of I'm blinded by my own sin or blinded yes. by just my inexperience or my lack of vocabulary to see these things. Yes. I, I basically am hoping for someone when we do counseling that will show me the Bible more and how I'm mm. missing that mark in some ways. Like, where is my sin? Why why does it cause me to sin? And how can I, mm. how can I be aided in this? Holy Spirit, help me see these things that I feel so blind to. Like, we were walking in darkness. Well... We're still this side of sin and brokenness, so there's still darkness in us, mm. right? Like, yes, God has overcome. Ultimately, there is light inside of me, the Holy Spirit. But again, I'm a broken sinner on, on earth, and I need God's help. I need the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And if you're somebody who's listening, too, I, I just want to say, I'm as a friend, I have had people reach out to me and desperately, like, what would you do in this situation? And I'm just like... First of all, I'm really not equipped to talk about these situations. I, I don't Heavy know. Stuff. I don't I don't have any yeah. tools for this. As a friend though, I can pray with you. I can help you with any tangible needs, bring you meals, watch your kids, give you money. I don't know. <laughs> like I'm here to help. 
Um, but a biblical counselor is definitely yeah. the way to go. And that is me stepping into the role of marriage advocate for this, these yeah. friendships, right? It's, it's not taking the burden on myself because I just, I don't know. I don't know. As yeah. much as we sit here and like talk about marriage and feel like maybe we know a little bit, we really don't know a whole lot. We're just sharing what we know. I think, but yeah. God is good in his grace to give. I'm just saying that mm. all the things we know, again, feels like we've fallen off a log and God's like, here's all the things you can learn from this. And here's all the things that you can share with the world about your brokenness, your marriage. Well, I want to put a caveat in there because I feel like our lane is connecting the gospel to the day-to-day struggles of marriage. That's been our specialty. Whereas we've not specialized as authors or even I'm going to seminary, but I'm not going for a counseling degree uh, because I want to understand the Bible. I want to be able to connect the gospel more clearly. Mm -hmm. That's just our lane. But there are people that their whole passion is understanding and finding tools to have breakthroughs so that, for instance, we go to Selena, you talked about someone showing you how you're not seeing scripture correctly. Well, a lot of that is we're believing lies that are not, we're believing something about God that's not true. Right. We're believing something about how he's created us that's not true. Mm. And so scripture helps us identify those lies and a counselor will be able to hold the mirror up and say, look, what do you see? Mm. Now try this angle. What do you so see? Good. As opposed to, you need to go pray more. You need to read so, John. You hope, need to read. Right. And so hopefully, yeah. listeners, you're listening, you're thinking, wow, yeah, I bet, I mean, I feel like I have a great marriage, but I bet counseling would actually really help us in areas maybe I don't even see, or maybe my spouse doesn't even see. I mean, there's, if we can just kind of take on that approach, that humble approach of, hmm. wow, I really don't know it all. Like, and I'm speaking to myself, you know, people. And I like, think this applies to not just going to get a quote unquote like a professional counselor, but even getting pastoral counsel or getting help right. from a mentor or a friend, it's the same heart posture. I think we're just saying that there is a, an extra level of skill, an extra skill set that a quote unquote counselor mm-hmm. by profession will have. Yes. And that's a good common grace yes. of God. Yeah. So you're probably thinking, awesome, I'm on board. However, <laughs> finances Hopefully. are a little... A little tough right now. I don't maybe. even know if I'm on board right now. Okay, well, <laughs> Just maybe you're not because... on board, but the thing that would tip the scales would be how do we afford it? I mean, it's traditionally speaking, counseling has always been pretty expensive. You had mentioned the cost thing um, for, for helping a friend, right? You said, hey, we can't. I can't give you counsel, but maybe I can give you a meal or I can give you some money out right. of my wallet. <laughs> that's an anchorman quote, terrible anchorman quote. I wasn't, yeah. I, yeah, that's... so. The, the reason why I bring that up is because a lot of times uh, that's one of the reasons people don't get into it. And right. that's a good reason because if you can't afford it, that's hard, right? If yeah. you can't afford... We're not I saying even, go into debt over... Right. So I want to at least address it, not from a salesy thing, um, but this is why I kind of like this partnership because I feel like it is more accessible. Well, but first, typically before, you would, go ahead. before we go there, I think we just want to clarify also that churches often have pastoral counselors available mm-hmm. and there's so you know check with your church if it's a financial thing right there's cash pay you were talking about cash pay and then i added this little crowdsource funding for lack of a better term right. like ask your christian community ask your family to help if you i can more often than not say if you are in within a community of believers and you're saying we're struggling here and we don't have the finances to do this can you can we mm. talk about building up support or is there any way we can pray about this even and and yeah. look ahead so i want to add to to that so churches will often have pastoral counselors churches oftentimes will also have a care fund mm-hmm. i know our church has this mm-hmm. if if we were to go to them and say we really need to get counseling they would probably say okay well 
we can we'll we'll give you enough to get two months of counseling, couples mm-hmm. counseling. Mm-hmm. What's really cool about that is a lot of times the church would also oversee that process because they care, right? You have elders who are accountable yes. for your spiritual health, and so they're gonna they're gonna oversee it in terms. Of they're gonna make sure that you're seeing a biblical counselor. They're making sure that you're actually growing from that, mm-hmm. and they're gonna follow up, and you're gonna get past oral care on top of the the mental care. Mm. Um, so there's that piece. There's also just insurance. A lot of folks have insurance that does cover counseling. Mm-hmm. I'll know. I know from talking to my dad, who is a counselor. By the way, I didn't mention that once. But my dad's a counselor, <laughs> and so I grew up uh, with kind of seeing how the sausage is made, <laughs> if I could use that term. And your, your examples today are just <laughs> just so good. Oh my goodness. Um, anyway. So there is that sense that there is insurance that that can be accepted. I, it, counselors are kind of because of the state of m- medical insurance, it is harder to find good biblical counselors mm. who take all types of insurance. So, Imagine that. And a lot of times, and this is the other thing, I'll add the fifth one, um, is that with cash pay, sometimes there's a sliding scale. You go to a Christian counselor and you say, "We really need this help. Your fees are I don't even know. I'll say 120 dollars for the hour. I can't afford that." And they'll say, okay, well, since you're cash pay, let's do 75, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And we'll commit to an, an hour a week for at least eight weeks, right? So right there, you're, it's a $600 investment total. Mm. Okay, I, I think that's probably a good investment mm-hmm. over over uh, over four or eight weeks. So anyway, with that said, um, we want to put in front of you more overtly now this solution uh, because we are in partnership with them uh, for this little series, this four-week series. It's faithfulcounseling.com. And uh, everything that we just said is kind of the, hopefully to answer that question of, is counseling of worth, whether or not I get it in person or I do it through an online Online, service like this, is it worthwhile? And the answer is yes. And what's really cool about Faithful Counseling um, is actually we have friends, and before we even decided to do this, close friends, ones that have actually spoken and helped us repair parts of our marriage, Mm -hmm. who decided to go get counseling online. And they happen to use faithfulcounseling.com. And very smart, spirit-filled, Bible-believing, know the Bible well. Mm -hmm. I'm on a hike with the guy a few weeks back, and he's telling me all these things that he's learned. And Trust he me, used like, to be a pastor. He used to be a pa- and he's really smart staff. and honestly really skeptical about this kind of stuff <laughs> and really glib. And he was like, yeah, it was really, really cool. He helped me see myself in a new way and see my wife in a new way. And it was a huge breakthrough. And it was the simple thing that this counselor in Australia <laughs> told him. Right, right. <laughs> Which that's really cool. So um, anyway, the whole point is, is we're doing this counseling challenge and we're going to do it through faithfulcounseling.com. We want to invite you along with us. Uh, but here's a little bit more about them. So the way it works is you basically go on to faithfulcounseling.com and you fill out a form that asks you all these questions, including questions about your faith. So this is where you have to be really specific. Um, they, they do have biblical counselors there, but there are going to be people that ne- aren't necessarily ascribing to a biblical worldview as we've discussed here. So we want to make sure that you as the, as the person going on there need to be really discerning. Mm-hmm. So you fill out this form, you fill out all the things about you and things that you're interested in, and then they will eventually, eventually match you with your, with, with counselors, a counselors yeah. with a few counselors and you can select one. And so they're all licensed professionals. There's thousands of them, over 3000 of these counselors around the world. They deal with things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, even sleeping, mm-hmm. crises, crises of faith, <laughs> trauma, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem, and of course, I think probably anything you could um, share with them. But it's all confidential, all that good stuff. Anyway, we have with them, because of this partnership, we're doing a 
a coupon code, all right? So you can actually get 10% off your first month. You got to use this discount code, FMP. So that stands for Fierce Marriage Podcast. So go to faithfulcounseling.com slash FMP, and you simply just fill out the questionnaire and, and let them assess, you, assess your needs, and then they'll match you with counselors that you'll love. Again, faithfulcounseling.com slash FMP. 10% so, off. Yeah. Sure. The couple's conversation challenge here, I think, is should we get biblical counseling? Talk about that with your spouse. Bring that question up. It's mm. never. <laughs> Sorry. I can just hear husbands right now responding to their wives asking that question because, like, you would ask me that. Well, and I'd be I'm like, telling oh, the husbands. <laughs> I'm telling the husbands right now to lead that charge. That's what I'm oh, saying. Love that about you. So, and then how do you go about doing this, right? Again, having this call of discernment, having the Holy Spirit paraclete with us, right? How do we go about saying discussing should should we get counseling why or why not we're always for the why yes and the why and um how can we be discerning in this process of finding a good counselor a good mm. biblical christian counselor um and then how do we discern what we're hearing and the information and the questions we're being asked so that would be our conversation challenge mm. to you this week yeah, and then we need some help, actually, because we are um, going to spend, like I said, the next few weeks talking through this. We're going to address, I think, some specific uh, things like codependency. Hmm. Right? Again, we're not counselors, but we want to at least bring some of these issues to the forefront of your thinking, mm-hmm. talking through uh, maybe how uh, we can start to think through it. Because if someone said, hey, Ryan, you're codependent, I might not see that until I understand what codependency is. <laughs> and then I might say, okay, sure, this is sure. unhealthy. So we can start working through it. So if you have any ideas on things that we should talk through, whether it's anxiety, depression, codependence, we talked about narcissism in the past. Right. Uh, again, family of origin, boundaries, anything like that, go to do this. Go to fiercemarriage.com slash counseling. Um, and I'm going to have a little form there that just lets you quickly enter your name and a thing that you want to talk about. Okay. Um, that'll help us decide these topics as we go forward for the next three weeks. Okay. Okay. Sound good? Oh, okay. yeah. I didn't know. I thought you... <laughs> I'm I was asking you. No one else is going to answer that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's pray, and then uh, we'll call it a, an episode. Father, you're good. I thank you that you are true, Jesus, that you are truth, capital T, truth. Mm. And uh, we can look to you, and not just to know about you, but to know about us. And we can look to you to know about how we're created. We can look to you to know about how to um, trust you more fully, how to know our spouse and um, love them well. Lord, you are the source of truth, but I also thank you for this common grace that it is to know our minds and to talk to others who know the human mind, who can help us see things in new, fresh ways to help us have breakthroughs. Lord, I pray that you would uh, help the the listeners of this episode, the husband, the wife, who feels like maybe they're against a wall and there's no breakthrough in sight. Mm. I pray that you would give them all the hope that is theirs in you, Christ, and give them all the peace that is theirs in you. And I pray that you would help them find a way find a door, find a, a way over the wall to find a way through the wall they're experiencing. And I pray that you would just lead them, Holy Spirit, in that path. God, we trust you. God, no change happens aside from you, Holy Spirit, making it happen in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So we ask that you would keep our hearts soft and help us to grow and more uh, more rightly glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us uh, for this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast. This episode is? In the can. Uh, we'll see you in about seven days. And again, we're going to continue this this counseling series over the next uh, three weeks. So do go to FierceMarriage.com slash counseling. Give us your feedback. Tell us what you want to learn about on counseling. Even if you've had a counseling experience, we would love to hear your experience. There will be a form there. It'll be really easy for you to fill out. 
and that will be helpful for us. Anyway, uh, we will see you uh, again soon. So until next time. Stay fierce. (laughs) Nailed it. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.